All right, Dave, I got a question for you. Are you ready? Let's hear it. Very simple. Who is your NFL MVP this year? I have Josh Allen. Ooh, okay. I'm gonna go off. I'm gonna go a little off the beaten path here. I'm gonna go Lamar Jackson again. Second MVP. I like that pick. He is complete. He's got a fire under his ass this year. He knows that you know the Ravens don't. The price keeps going up. It's that you know the uh, the predator meme of the the arms connecting and the you know the big muscular arms of Lamar Jackson on one side, Raphael Devers on the other side, and in the middle the price keeps going up for those two guys. Um, I love Lamar Jackson, one of my favorite players in the league. So for me, cool. he's my pick. Um, Want to hear my my uh, my second choice? I don't. I'm looking. Go ahead. What is it? <laughs> Joe Burrow. Ooh, I like that. All right, let me let me give you this right here. Let, let's stop right here. Let's let's reset the question. Who is your pick for MVP non-quarterback? That's a good question. I w- I honestly am leaning Jamar Chase. That's a good pick. Um, I should have considered the ramification of this question when I asked it because I can't think of an answer. Um, <laughs> uh, because he's well, like, how about this? you know, I'll give you a little, I'll, I'll give you a minute here. You know, I'll tell you right now. Don't give me a minute. I got this. I'm gonna go with my favorite player in the league, Aaron Donald. Wow, defensive player. Could have could have retired, could have rested on his laurels, could have left the NFL, but he comes back, posts 22 sacks, wins the MVP. That's my pick. So, we're going to bring in our guest here, Mr. Brandon Maxwell. Brandon, let's start with your actual pick for MVP, and if you had to pick a non-quarterback, who would be your pick? Um, So, like you guys, I'm going to pick a quarterback for who I expect to be MVP. Um, Dave Kirk Cousins. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> uh, Joe Joe Burrow is my guy for um for I quarterback. I think he's poised for it. I think he's got uh, obviously the same offense as last year, and the for the most part, but he's got a lot more experience to go along with it. Um, so I think that he's he's very much in position for that. Um, and for my receiver, it's Justin Jefferson. Mm. I think that guy. Is just, I mean, he's gonna he's gonna get some crazy stat. That we've never seen at some point. Jamar Chase is a close second on my list for non-quarterbacks, Dave, where he's around there. Um, but yeah, I think Justin Jefferson is just the most electric player right now. If you make Kirk Cousins look watchable, then you should win the MVP. Uh, but anyway, that is a good segue into our topic today, which is a NFL season preview. The 2022-23 NFL season is upon us. The three of us are probably in a combined 15 NFL fantasy leagues, so uh, we have a lot of football on the mind, I'm sure. So we're going to run through this division by division and pick our winners, our conference finalists, our Super Bowl champion, all that good stuff. So we might as well start, guys, close to home in the AFC East. And as much as it pains me to say, uh, to me, the no-doubt winner of this division is the New York Jets. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'm sorry. I couldn't get through it with a straight face. Um, I'm pretty sure that that's, a, that's forever in stone now. We heard it here. Yes, that's true. So. Uh, you definitely have the power over the recording, for sure. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, obviously, the winner of this division will be the Bills. Um, I, I think you'd have to have a catastrophic collapse or, you know, n- knock on wood because you don't want to see it happen, but injuries to Josh Allen or Stefan Diggs or... I know Tredavious White's already hurt, so you know, like it, something major would have to happen for the Bills not to win the division. Um, the Patriots could sneak into the playoffs for sure. Um, the Dolphins have a lot of questions to be answered with you know adding Tyreek Hill and adding you know some weapons to make them more formidable. But to me, Dave, this is the Bills' division to win, and there's not much of a discussion. Yeah, I think it's more who comes in second. Mm-hmm. Like the Bills are usually number one. Larry Bird like- style. But to me, I mean, yeah, I think Jets are four, Bills are one. I think two and three is kind of a toss-up. Yeah. I think the Dolphins are going to finish ahead of the Patriots. I don't know if that's, like, a bold wow. statement or not. Sacrilegious but, over here. Look at you. But I, I just think, like, when you look at their team, they're just better overall. I think there's a lot of questions about the Patriots. And I know, like, a lot of them are going to be, you know, Matt Patricia and Joe Judge. But I, I think a lot of it is just, like, their team just needs a lot more help. And it's not like – there's nothing to be ashamed of. Like, they're rebuilding – on the fly and it happens i think people are kind of like freaking out over them like not winning 12 games or 11 games like it's just like some easy on off switch 
we were just lucky for a lot of years. Doesn't mean like it's unsuccessful if they go nine wins or seven wins. Like as long as Mac Jones gets better, that's the only thing that matters this year. Nothing else really matters. Keep him healthy and like see if he can improve. If he improves, you've done all you needed to this year. This isn't like you're not going to win the Super Bowl this year. So may as well just try to work on getting him better. I think most people are saying that the Dolphins are going to be better than the Patriots. But my whole thing with it, I think the Dolphins have just as many questions as the Patriots do. For every Joe Judge and Matt Patricia you have uh, is a Mike McDaniel, the real deal. And just from saying this so far, to add even to the Dolphins side, from what I've heard from him, it sounds like he's going to be a really great player coach. So that's obviously the trend for today. You need a guy who can bridge the gap and relate to players. So... He's got that much down at the very least. Like the way that he talks about Tua, I would if I were Tua, like, like you, you have a coach who's got full confidence behind you, like you've got full steam ahead. But with that said, I still think they have the same, like I said, same question marks the Patriots do. Um, same things with coaching. For everything you say about Mac Jones, you have same questions about Tua with being healthy and his arm strength and all those other things too. Um, but I would put with taking all those variables into consideration with the coach the Patriots have. I call me a homer on it, but I would put the Patriots above the Dolphins just because of that. But I think that the majority of people have been putting the Dolphins ahead of the Patriots, especially because if you're looking at it just in terms of the overall skill players, they obviously have better ones than the Patriots. Like their quarterbacks, they have Xavier Howard, Byron Jones for their receivers. They got Tyree Kill for tight end. They got, I mean, we got a guy like Hunter Henry. Everything remains to be seen on Johnny Smith, but they got Mike Kosecki, a guy who, if you didn't make the Pro Bowl last year, he was pretty close to it. I can't remember. Um, so yeah, they've got some good things on that end, but they also have, you know, questions at, at running back. Like, who, who of those guys is going to step up? They got questions on the line. They got questions, you know, elsewhere too. So, I think they got the same same issues the Patriots do for the most part. So and then have... that's why goes the Bills are significantly better than both. Oh, okay, so you have the Jets winning the division, right? Oh yeah, of course, okay. of course. Got it. Got it. No, but yes, Jets. I think they're still bottom four, bottom five team. Um, same deal as Dave was saying with them. They need to see something good from Zach Wilson um, and hopefully some of these other pieces that they've drafted, drafted around him. You know, they got a good running back in Carter. They've got all these receivers that they've drafted and signed over the past couple of years. Like something's got to pan out on that end where you see some development there because they're clearly not going to win anything. Um, and then, yeah, the Bills are just top one of the top three to five teams in the NFL. So, there's you know, they got a significant uh, lead over all the other three teams in the division, in my opinion. The AFC North. You have the Bengals, the Ravens, the Steelers, and the Browns. Dave, who's winning the AFC North? I have a, a guess of who you have winning the AFC North, but who's winning the AFC North this year? I actually think it's going to be really close, mm. and I've really been 50-50 on this. I think it could be the Ravens or the Bengals. But All right, the fighting, I'm gonna go the fighting I'm gonna Kenny go Pickett. Got it. I'm going with the Bengals, but... Uh, I definitely don't think you can rule out the Ravens. I think they're probably the better overall team. So it's basically just how much can Joe Burrow do for the Bengals because, quite honestly, their offensive line got better, but the defense is kind of the same, if not worse. So uh, I think there's there's some depth along the defensive line that's an issue there. But overall, I, I think the Bengals are just going to put up so many points that they're just going to be able to win a lot of games that way. Brandon, who you got? Um... I think that the Bengals definitely have a very strong case for it, but like Dave, I'm kind of a toss-up between them and the Ravens. I'll say the Ravens, though, because the Bengals, we don't know how they're going to respond with the target on their back, and they're a team that was very much lightning in a bottle. So if they can replicate it and make this some form of consistency, I would love to see that just in terms of you know the sake of watching football. And Joe Burrow is one of my top, I would say, three favorite players already. Love Joe Burrow. Um, so I'd love to see him continue to excel. But again, I think we need to see more from them um, in terms of longevity. Obviously, they deserve the respect of being the, the Super Bowl um, runner-ups. Um, I think they're going to be a playoff team regardless of whether they win the division or not. Uh, but I'll say the Ravens because of the amount of significant injuries that they had last year, they still managed to be a pretty decent team. They were you know, average at the end of the day, but all things considered, they were decent for where they were um, for, for, um, with what they had. They had you know backups pretty much everywhere. They had Huntley, who actually ended up being pretty good playing, you know, just as many games as Lamar did. So I think the Ravens are poised to take a very big step forward. And another thing we have to consider, too, is the schedules they're playing now. 
the Ravens are going to be playing a whatever second or third place schedule now, and um, the the Bengals we're going to see what they do against the first place schedule. Yeah, I like the Ravens though. Um, I mean, you could probably predict what I was going to go with by my MVP pick, uh, but I'm going with the Ravens. Um, I think the Bengals are due for a little bit of a regression, not totally out of the picture, but they're going to maybe lose one or two more games than they did last year. They'll make the playoffs just because the playoffs expanded and they're still a really good team and they have a lot of talent. But I think Lamar just has that fire under him right now that, you know, the Ravens don't want to obviously give him what he's worth. I mean, the guy won an MVP. He's rushed for a thousand yards twice. Like he's clearly a freak of nature as term in terms of a football player as a quarterback. So he knows that he is worth more than what they're offering. And, that's going to power him. It's going to power the team. So, yes, their offense is a little bit of a concern beyond him, especially with Dobbins coming off injury and their wide receivers being a little iffy and inexperienced. But I think defensively they're still a better team than the Bengals are. So I would give them the edge um, in the AFC North. Um, I don't even know what to say about the AFC South. Um, I don't have much to say about them. They are clearly the worst division in the AFC. Um, you have the Jaguars, who are coming off a god-awful season with Urban Meyer slash um, just, just complete disaster. Uh, Trevor Lawrence, who, God, I hope his career can be saved after a, couple, after a year of just complete confusion. The Texans are probably going to be a four or five win team the Colts with Matt Ryan with their fifth starting quarterback in as many years who knows and the Titans just lost their best pass rusher for the season this year so Dave what do you make of this division like like, what do you even say about this division like the Titans are probably the de facto favorite but the Colts are still solid enough I I don't really know what to make of this yeah I mean I I think this division overall is kind of just a giant heap of crap. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Titans have some, like severely downgraded a receiver. Yeah, they got Traylon Burks from Arkansas, who's going to be really, really good. Might be rookie of the year. They That's, have if Tannehill can complete the passes to him. Yes, he'll be good. Yeah, they have Tannehill obviously at QB, which is going to be an issue. But they have Derrick Henry still. They just gave him a nice bundle bump for this year for the contract. The Texans have the promising future but not obviously the present right i think the jaguars will be a little bit better how could they not uh but the colts somehow look like juggernauts in this division which is kind of sad let let me gut reaction dave for i guess for all of us but gut reaction we'll start with you dave best quarterback in the division matt ryan brandon that's kind of sad i mean as of today it's matt ryan there's two guys who are very promising though who've been I mean, three. Who knows what's up with Malik Willis? I mean, there are some promising quarterbacks for True. the future. That, you know. I didn't even think of Malik Willis. Um, I like his future. I think he's definitely very promising. Um, I'm actually going to go Trevor Lawrence here because I'm not very high on Matt Ryan recently. I know he won the MVP a few years ago, but I don't know how much he offers to the Colts right now. He's kind of like what they got out of Phillip Rivers. Like, is he going to be that good? Is he really that effective? Um and I just have more confidence in Trevor Lawrence going forward. I think it's very telling that none of us said Tannehill <laughs> um, because he's obviously not a very good quarterback. Um, but, man, I I kind of have to go with the Colts just because they're the most complete team of any of these teams, especially after Landry got hurt. Um, I don't love it, but... I feel like the Colts are good enough to at least get nine or ten wins, and that's probably all it's going to take in this division, Dave. Yeah, I mean, I think nine, ten wins is probably probably going to get it done. But I, I don't know. I, I think the Colts' defense is really, really good. And, yeah, I mean, I, I think that's good enough to get them seven or eight wins. I think the offense can bail them out of a few of them because Frank Reich will dial up some stuff that right. will get them some points. But, you know... The Titans, are, I think, are the team that people are going to be scratching their heads about. Like, this team had Julio Jones and A.J. Brown last year and Derrick Henry, and they come back and they have Derrick Henry with a couple of rookies and Ryan Tannehill. It just – it feels like the Titans could be on the verge of going to three rather than one. Yeah, and 
it's a division that they should compete in. It's not like they're in the AFC West, which we'll get to in a second, where it's like, all right, well, you lost some players. You'll probably win, like, six games. But, you know, you're in a tough division, so it's whatever. But AFC South, like we just discussed, probably the weakest division in the conference. So Dave goes Colts. I go Colts. Brandon, what do you feel? Yeah, I think the Colts are the most logical pick here. Um, Titans lost a lot, didn't replace it with a ton. Um, and the guys that they did replace can't necessarily be relied upon to help them immediately. Like Dave said, you know, a lot of rookies, a lot of guys who need some time to develop. So it's weird because having a guy like Derrick Henry on a team like that, in terms of the, the direction they're going, doesn't make too much sense. Um, but Mike Rabel is a good coach, so who knows there. I think the Colts, you know, even though they're like the quarterback retirement farm <laughs> as a recent, um, again, like you guys said, they got a team that can win around 10 games or so. And that's probably what you need. But they also have a habit of choking. I mean, I know Carson Wentz isn't there anymore, but that was a full team effort to lose to the Jags in such fashion. And that was, uh, <laughs> you know, they had a layup to get into the playoffs and they completely fumbled it. So overcoming something like that is going to be, you know, something that's very much needed. Shaquille Leonard, all these other guys on defense, they're going to have a really good defense. So I think that's going to be the, the, the main um, attraction to that team. Uh, one thing I will say, though, is I think the Texans are probably going to be a lot better than people expect. Um, Low-key, the, the Jags, to a certain level, I think the Jags are only going to win, like, one or two games. But I think Doug Peterson is the perfect type, type of coach for that team. Yeah. And it's funny because and I'm not even, like, putting hype on myself. I said as soon as they hired Urban Meyer, I was like, his max is a year. Like, he, I knew I, – I did not expect this. I did not expect it to be the dumpster, dumpster fire it was. But I expected it to be very bad. Yeah. Um, and I think Doug Peterson is the complete opposite for that team. I think he's the exact type of coach you would want there. Um, so yeah, I think kind of Colts by default, but in the next few years, who knows what's up with the, the AFC South, because there's some, you know, young quarterbacks there who could be turning things around pretty soon. From the worst division in the AFC to the best division in the AFC, the AFC West, where you could legitimately pick any of these teams to win the, con- to win the, at division, at least, maybe not the conference, but the division, and I wouldn't really fight you on it. You have the Chiefs, who obviously have Patrick Mahomes. They traded Tyreek Hill, but we all know the NFL, if you have an elite quarterback, you're still a contending team. The Raiders, who added Devontae Adams. The Broncos, who added Russell Wilson. And the Chargers, who added Khalil Mack and some other players, but they also have Justin Herbert and one of the best dynamic offenses in the NFL. And a decent up-and-coming coach who gets in his own way sometimes, but maybe he can figure that out this season. So, Brandon, who is your pick to win the AFC West this year? Um, I'm still riding with the Chiefs until until further notice. Obviously, they lost Tyreek, which is a huge, a huge loss. Um, but they replaced him with, and again, this isn't necessarily a replacement because these guys aren't anywhere near him, but they got guys like Juju and McCole Hardman who can fill in a lot of those roles, like fast, speedy guys who you can get the, the ball into an open field. Um, and they're going to be better just because of that alone and having more targets. So I think they'll be able to survive on that end. Their defense is a huge question mark, though. So that could be their downfall. Um, we saw last year that for about half the season, they had like no direction, but they managed to pick things up toward the end of it. And that's kind of what I'm expecting from them this year. I think the second best team is the Raiders. I think the Raiders are a playoff team as well. Um, Chargers and Broncos to me are both still huge question marks. Like, I think the Chargers have so much potential. They have, um, it's funny, on the, the NFL 100, they've got eight guys, so the most of any team, but they're also the team that I think is, you know, most volatile in that division. Um, they just, again, I've said this before, they never have sealed the deal with uh, not only this group, but groups before it for a long time. And until we can see them, you know, have some form of consistency there. It's a, it's a no for me. Like we saw they made the playoffs a few years ago where uh, the Patriots smacked them. Really wasn't even competitive. It was just sort of they're happy to make it there. So, you know, we'll see what goes on there. Broncos, I could see them being a really good team, but I think they also have the most holes of any team in that division, and they're going to get pounded by the other teams there. So I think that kind of knocks them down a bit. But I think Raiders, Chiefs, clear playoff teams. Dave, how do you feel about this division? This might be the toughest division I've ever seen as far as all four quarterbacks being above average. And you don't see that very often. Usually there's one team that kind of lowers the bar. But 
Uh, I mean, obviously, there's like some knocks against each of the teams. The Chiefs have lost Tyree Kill, and their defense is still a question mark. The Broncos have Russell Wilson. We don't know if his best football is behind him. They have injuries on offense. Their defense is like a half a step back from last year. Uh, then you have the Raiders, who obviously do stuff every year that they only have themselves to blame. Then you have the Chargers, who seemingly shoot themselves in the foot every year and have injuries that wipe them out. So there's, you know, there's something about each of these teams. And I would, for me, I would take the Chargers to win the division. And I'm actually going to take the, the Raiders to come in second. I think the Chiefs come in third and, and the Broncos come in fourth. Hmm. I just think overall, the Raiders have the most overall depth at both sides of the ball compared to the Broncos, compared to the Chiefs. And I think the Chiefs get third place because they have Patrick Mahomes and they have Andy Reid. Right. I think those guys, I think those three teams are still going to make the playoffs. And I don't think it's out of question to have all four make the playoffs. So, Dave, your pick is? I'm sorry, I was doing my own uh, pro football focused research. So I missed it. What was it? Uh, Chargers. Got it. Um, I'm also going with the Chargers myself. Um, so, according to Pro Football Focus, uh, the top three offensive grades for quarterbacks for the 2021 season, Tom Brady's number one, Joe Burrow number two, Justin Herbert number three. Uh, Patrick Mahomes number 13, by the way, on that list. Uh, and I would never doubt him, just throwing it out there, but Mac Jones is ahead of him, so just throwing it out there. Um, but yeah, Justin Herbert... Unbelievable quarterback, 66% completion rate, 5,000 yards, 38 touchdowns, threw 15 picks, so work on the number a little bit, but that's still not that bad. Um, unbelievable talent, and I think the biggest thing getting in their way is their coach. I'm not a big Brandon Staley fan, but in the NFL, oftentimes, talent does trump coaching, and I love what the Chargers have put together. So you have guys in spite. Like we saw what, you know, what Von Miller did to the Rams last year. You can see Khalil Mack do that to the Chargers this year. You could see a guy come in, be inspired, and be a dominant defensive player. So I like the Chargers' chances a lot, and you know this might be just an overreaction, and the Chiefs could win the division as easily as they have in the past. But I'm very interested interested to see how the Chiefs perform without Tyreek Hill because he's been such an integral part of that offense for years, and I need to be convinced. I know they have a great coach, Hall of Fame coach. Uh, so to speak, or you know, to not not to understate things, and you have a on the track to be a Hall of Fame quarterback. So I love their chances, but at the same time, I think the Chargers are just a little bit better overall. I like the Raiders' chances too, and I agree with Dave. I think the Broncos might be the worst team in this division. I mean, they have Russell Wilson, but beyond that, I don't really like what they have. Also, like, don't rule out the fact, or don't. Uh, underestimate the fact the Raiders have Chandler Jones and Max Crosby on each side. That is fair. You have a point there. Like those are two premium rushers the last three years, probably the top five or ten sack guys. Uh, that's why I think the Raiders are the other clear playoff team in that division with the with the Chiefs. Again, the Chargers, they're just a team where they're like the very definition of I'll believe it when I see it. Because Herbert's excellent. They're gonna have great offensive season. Um but can they win games? That's really the only question. The NFC East, moving into the NFC. Uh, we have the Eagles, the Commanders, the Giants, and the Cowboys. To me, I'm pretty convinced this is the Eagles' division to lose. Um, they've done nothing but add to their team this offseason. They got A.J. Brown. They've bolted their defense with Gardner Johnson at safety. They had maybe the best draft of the NFL this year. I mean, they drafted Davis. They've got, they have an incredible core to me and in a pretty weak division in the NFC. So as much as I love Dak Prescott and think he is a really solid quarterback, to me, Dave, this is the Eagles division to lose. Yeah, I agree. I have the Eagles pretty handily here. But I, I think it comes down, too, to the Cowboys' deal with Zeke Elliott kind of shooting themselves in the foot here. Because they paid Elliott, who is still at the top of the market for running backs years later. Uh, they paid him a lot, and that impacts their ability to keep other guys. They lost Lyle Collins. They lost Amari Cooper. And you had their center last year retire. So you've lost two-fifths of that offensive line that was kind of like the 
the foundation of this group. They lost Cooper, who was the guy that changed their offense. And now you're relying on CeeDee Lamb and Michael Gallup to kind of be those guys. Uh, I, I love CeeDee Lamb. I think he's going to be awesome. I think he was great last year. Gallup's a pretty good receiver. And you have, uh, I think it's Blake Jarwin or Blaine Jarwin at, at tight end. Um, but overall, I, I don't know. I, I just feel like the, the Cowboys are probably the second best team, but it doesn't say a whole lot because you look at the teams below them, like the Commanders, who knows with them, and the Giants are just bad. Like, it's, if they keep rolling out Daniel Jones, which it looks like if he's Tyrod Taylor got carted off, I don't know what the situation is there, but right. uh, they keep rolling out Daniel Jones, their last place team. Brandon, clean sweep for the Eagles, or do you have faith in somebody else? Um, it's funny. I don't think a team has won the division two years in a row <laughs> in the NFC East since, like, what, 04 or something like that, like something crazy. Um, but I think that the Eagles have a lot of potential, but I still think the Cowboys, uh, I'm going with them because, okay. you know, best quarterback still, even though they've lost some pieces on both offense in terms of the line, receiving core with Amari Cooper, uh, the line with Smith, defense as well, um, with Randy Gregory. They they still were, you know, again, they're kind of a team who won the division by default last year, but I still think they've got another level in them. Um, once the playoffs come around, zero confidence in them whatsoever. Right. But right. For, the, for the regular season, I think they have enough in, in, in them to win the division. I think the Eagles are a potential playoff team as well, but, you know, again, they're a team where um, I wouldn't put them on the level of, we need to believe it to see it. We need to need to see it to believe it, um, because Hertz is still like a young guy and everything. But I think they're more so a team that's still on the come up. Right. Um, Commanders, I think, are the definition of mediocrity. They're a very average team, although they do have some very exciting players um, on both offense and defense. Although you know that Chase Young news is really sad um, with his injury, um, but I, and also you know all things considered with the team right now. Uh, but the Giants are clearly last place. I don't think Daniel Jones has anything in him. But I will say some people I've talked to, they've been telling me, you know, hey, look at what Brian Dayball did with Josh Allen. Daniel Jones has a kind of similar build to him, a guy who can also run. Uh, we'll, let's see what magic he does with him. But, again, I don't really see it. I think the Giants are a dumpster of the NFL. Yep. I uh, don't think you have much argument here. Uh, moving on to the NFC North, which – arguably might be the worst division in the conference and maybe the worst division in the NFL, but we could discuss that. Uh, Brandon, I want to start with you because you are the resident Bears fan here. Who wins this division? Because it is a pretty grim landscape, if you ask me. The Bears don't have a lot of talent. The Lions certainly don't have a lot of talent. The Packers pretty much have Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Jones, and nobody else. And the Vikings have a lot of offensive talent, but they'll go as far as Kirk Cousins carries them, which to me is not very far. So, Brandon, in your opinion, who wins this division? You know, logic would say the Packers just because, like you said, there's so many other question marks for the rest of those teams in that division. But the Vikings have made some interesting moves this year. They've made some interesting additions. Um, new coach, new GM, who a lot of people expect to breathe new life in that team. Zimmer was an all right coach, but he was clearly stale, clearly outdated, clearly someone who, you know, needed to be replaced and things needed to be updated there. So, you know, maybe with the team that's got a new direction with so many electrifying players, they got some good additions on defense, um, especially taking dudes from the Packers. Um, and then they've also got, like I said, my, my guy who I think would be MVP behind Justin Burrow, Justin Jefferson. I'm expecting some insane things from him this season. So, I still think the Packers are a team that probably makes the playoffs. But I'm going to give it to the Vikings right now. Justin Jefferson, Offensive Player of the Year? Yes. I think so. I love that pick. Love him. Uh, shout out Steve Scott, who traded me Justin Jefferson for John U. Smith straight up two years ago. Shout out, Steve. Um, <laughs> um, uh, no, I, I love you, Steve. Steve fleeced me in a lot of fantasy baseball trades, so it's only fair. Um for me, I agree with you, Brandon. Um, I think that people are overvaluing the Packers just because Matt LaFleur is a great coach and Aaron Rodgers is obviously an elite quarterback, which is th those things are both true. But you're talking Alan Lazard, and I love Aaron Jones, but he's a running back. He's not a wide receiver. They have good 
players, fine enough players, but are the Packers really good enough as a team to win this division again? Maybe, because they have Aaron Rodgers, that might be enough. But I t- like you said, Brandon, I think the Vikings are a bit more of a complete team. And I like Justin Fields, but the Bears just are not there yet, objectively. Just, they're not even close. The Lions are even farther away. So it's really a two-team race, and I feel like the Vikings are a little bit more complete as a team. So I'll give them the nod. Dave, what do you feel? I would say, overall, this division is a is a dumpster fire. Yeah. Uh, I think the Packers probably win it just because... I think they just have probably the most talented team overall. But I think the Vikings probably, you know, for the most part, I think they'll be competitive and they might sneak out of a wild sneak out a wild card in this because I think an underrated aspect of people thinking Jeff, Justin Jefferson's going to have a big year is I think Kirk Cousins is going to throw for probably over 30 touchdowns, over 35 maybe even with, uh, with a new offense that's coming in. Like people forget how – he was kind of handcuffed with Mike Zimmer's, like, kind of, we're just going to run it 40 times a game, and who cares what everyone else says? Dave and I like, were the world's biggest uh, Mike Zimmer fans. Like, the Vikings have a lot of talent, and they never really did anything with it. Eventually, it's got to fall on the coach. Yeah. And I think it's twofold with you being able to give Cousins the ball a little bit more. He's shown that he's not really going to turn the ball over a lot. Look, he's not the best quarterback in the league, but he's also not, like, the worst, like some people make him out to be. He's somewhere in the middle. Right. And if you give him the ball more, you're going to lo- you're gonna lessen the tear, the wear and tear on Dalvin Cook, which is a huge issue because every year he seems to have four or five missed games. And you're going to be able to give the ball more to Madison. You have Thielen coming back. Like, this, they have Irv Smith Jr. at tight end who's looked really good. They just have, like, the ability to score 30-ish points per game. And if they do that, their defense is good enough to hold up. So I don't see why this team can't win the division or, or get a wild card. I'm just going with the guy that's proven to do it. The Packers win regular season games. They do. That is um, that is for sure. Uh, I have a trivia question for you guys. Uh, do you know, for the 2021 season, among quarterbacks who played at least 50% of their team's dropbacks, who had the worst passer rating? Among PFF grades. You know who it was? Aaron Rodgers? No. He's uh, oh, okay. not even close. I thought, l- I, thought you were talk- I thought you were trying to sneak that in. I would love for him to be that close, but he's not. Was it Jared Goff? Uh, Goff is number seven. But you know what's I'm funny? Gonna, I'm going to bet that it is... Uh, I'm going to bet that it's Russell Wilson. Uh, no, but he is number 13. You know what's funny? is uh, one of the teams in the NFC South has two of the bottom eight quarterbacks in this ranking, the Carolina Panthers. <laughs> Sam Darnold was the worst quarterback, according to PFF, last year, and Baker Mayfield was number eight, um, which is a good segue into our division, the NFC South, which is the husk of the Atlanta Falcons, the husk of the Carolina Panthers, the husk of the New Orleans Saints, and the fighting Tom Brady's. So if anybody has a argument against the Buccaneers winning this division, I'd love to hear it. <laughs> yeah, there, really, there really isn't one, but one thing I will say is this is the most it's ever looked like Tom Brady like didn't give a fuck. And <laughs> it works out in, because it's still Tom Brady. But also, um, this is just a very weird offseason for them. I don't even care about him missing the however 11 days whatever it was like yeah. that i don't i don't put take, like his personal time is whatever is tom brady but um the retirement the bruce arians uh retirement brady coming back all within a about 40 45 day span really weird um they lost a lot they um on both offense and defense they did retain some guys and they did pick up some very interesting pieces like shaq mason and guys along that along those lines um Julio Jones, so on and so forth. But they also have already been, they've got a lot of injuries. They lost two of their five offensive linemen. Granted, the other three guys that are there are pretty elite between yeah. Wirfs, Mason, and uh can't remember the last guy. Um, um, uh, the, Jensen? No, Jensen's hurt. Are you thinking, oh, yeah, you are you thinking of the guy that retired, uh, Ali Marpet, the one that retired? 
I can't remember, but two of the two of their guys both got hurt. Um, yeah. So they they've got some significant injuries already. Godwin's going to be out for who knows how long. Yeah. So there's some question marks there. But again, we were talking about the rest of the teams in that division. I do think the Saints can be better than people expect because I honestly think Jameis Winston on a, a team like that has some room to grow. But also their coach is just who abs- who knows who knows what's good there. Um, none of those teams are going to be really making much noise most likely um falcons panthers are just both big question marks but one thing i will say is and i'm someone who's been very critical of baker mayfield because i think he's very average this is a really good type of team for him to be on a team with like uh really honestly it's kind of weird to say but like no expectations this year there's really there's there's the pressure that it's a contract year for him but i feel like no one's even going to be watching the panthers so he's got some room to you know, sort of maybe uh, branch out and, and play better without that spotlight on him because um, – and I'm, I'm happy for him that he has his uh, endorsements and all that stuff, but for the amount of commercials that you see him in, right. you, you would be like if, – if you're talking to someone who didn't know football, you'd be like, oh, that's like a top three, like five player, right? And you're like, nah, he's honestly like a bottom <laughs> ten quarterback. Like, <laughs> um, um, you, bring up a, yeah. you bring up a great point, Brandon, about coaching in this division. You have Matt Rule, who, in my opinion, probably one of like the three worst coaches in the NFL. Um, Arthur Smith for the Falcons, who I don't think is a good coach, and Dennis Allen, who I've gone on the record saying I think is a bad coach. I know he's getting a second chance here, but I don't have a lot of faith in him. And then Todd Bowles, who, in my opinion, was run out of town in in New York unfairly. I like Todd Bowles a lot as a coach, and yes, he's technically a first year coach. But I think he's leagues ahead of the guys in this division that are coaching with him. And then you have Tom Brady, who was the greatest quarterback ever, so he's obviously going to get you some wins either way. And yes, they have a lot of injury questions on the offensive line and with Chris Godwin, but I still think there's that much better than everybody else. Um, so Dave, do you have the, the sweep of the Buccaneers in this division? Yeah, I do. But like Brandon said, I, I think the Buccaneers are going to struggle a little bit. Yeah. Um, like, when you look at their team, I think their offense especially is going to struggle. Brady's kind of been in and out. Their receivers have been in and out of the lineup for the whole year, last year and a half, really. Godwin's not back yet. Evans has a hamstring injury. Gronkowski's not there. Like, it's just, there's a lot of moving pieces right now, and I'm just not 100% sold that this offense is going to be humming along. Like, this is this is sort of like what Tom did the last year or two in New England. Hmm where he kind of, like, didn't really show up a lot for for practices and stuff. People started to get shuffled in and out. Now, it's much different in the fact that the Buccaneers, people that they're shuffling in and out are much more talented. That's a, like, that's a fact. But it's still, like, if Brady's playing with backups and he's been in and out, the, the rhythm isn't there. And for a guy like Brady, that drives him insane, and that impacts the overall offensive flow. Yeah. So Bucks clean sweep in the NFC South. It might not be easy, but they'll win it. In the last division, the NFC West. I'll start. Maybe a bit of a hot take here. This could be a hot take. But <laughs> I'm going to take the reigning Super Bowl champions <laughs> to win this division. Um, you guys know better than maybe anybody else. Uh, I'm not very high on the 49ers. Um... I don't think Trey Lance is going to be very good. Uh, we don't have much of a sample size for him. He hasn't really been a starting quarterback consistently in like four years. So he has all the intangibles, and he's very talented otherwise. But I don't have a lot of faith in him to be a great starting quarterback in the league, at least this year. Um, the Seahawks, I know Dave said off-air that I think he thinks Geno Smith is like a top-five player in the NFL, but I'm not high on him at all. Um and the Cardinals, I don't know. I like Kyler Murray, but I don't know if they have all the talent to really win the division. So, to me, I think the Rams are the easy pick here. Reigning Super Bowl champs, Cooper Cup is one of the best receivers in the league. Cam Akers, who recovered from an Achilles injury in like three months, which is unbelievable, or whatever it was. And Matt Stafford, who is a very solid quarterback. So, to me, it's the Rams' division to lose, Dave. Yeah, I agree. I, I actually think that this division is going to end up being really pretty weak. Uh, I don't like the Seahawks at all. I think they're bad. They're but, bottom five. You're, but you're the Geno Smith fan, right? 
You... I'm a Drew Locke fan. You're confusing oh, God, me. I'm sorry. You're Drew Locke, right? Sorry. Yeah. You're top uh, five offensive player that you're voting for Drew Locke, right? Got it. Got it. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, but Seahawks are a bottom five team in the league, and I think the 49ers are – like, their defense will be pretty good, but their offense is going to really struggle. And I just don't believe in the Cardinals at all, honestly. I just don't – I don't believe in Kyler Murray. I don't believe in Cliff Kingsbury. I don't believe in that offense oh, or the defense. Don't even get me started on Cliff Kingsbury. He is I, the I, he's the worst coach in that division, like, by a wide margin. I just, I just think overall that that division is – like, the Rams – we talked about this, I forget what it was, over, over our group chat, I think. The, if you get the Rams at plus money to win the division, oh, yeah. that's like that should be against the law. Like really, that, yeah. That's absurd to think yeah. that. And for yeah. anyone to think that the 49ers are just going to kind of steamroll in there and be like, oh, well, let me pick up a 12-5 and five here with Trey Lance and Kyle Shanahan and Kyle Juszczyk. Like, it just it doesn't add up to me. It doesn't I, add up. I just want to throw this out there, too. I think Kyle Shanahan's a good coach. Um, I think he's a little overrated, but I don't think he, like, everybody just gives him a pass for the fact he was like, yeah, Jimmy Garoppolo's my guy, and then Jimmy Garoppolo sucked, and then it's like, oh, we'll just move on from him. Like, he, like Shanahan gets no blame for the fact that he thought Garoppolo was a good quarterback, and he was like, yeah, we're going to move on from this guy, like, immediately, because he's really not that good. I, I don't think Shanahan gets enough blame for that, but that's just me. Um, I'm going Rams, Dave's going Rams. Brandon, what do you feel? Yeah, obviously it's the Rams. And speaking of the 49ers, because, I mean, there's nothing to say about the Rams. We already know how excellent they are, how good they are, um, as Dave is setting the rest of the teams in the division on fire. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they, we already know the, 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 everything with the Rams. Nothing needs to be said about them. For the 49ers, I love the offseason go to them, in my opinion, uh, on handling everything with Jimmy Garoppolo. They come in talking about how he's not going to be on the team next year. They come in talking about how they're going to trade him, which, in my personal opinion, so fucking stupid. When <laughs> when GMs in front offices are, like, openly talking about these things, it's like, why would you show your hand? And this is exactly why. They We saw it in um in the, the in last year with the draft when they showed their hand in terms of who they were going to pick and where they wanted things, so they had to trade up to um, get their spot. Some people thought they had to give up more than they normally would have. Um, and then they, they had this whole debacle this year in terms of how they're handling everything with Jimmy Garoppolo. One thing I will say, I think Jimmy Garoppolo is pretty mid. But also, I mean, in terms of the record with him there, he's definitely been the very definition of a game manager. Like, he's going to help them keep help keep them in games and whatnot. So going scorched earth with Trey Lance this year, I think, is you know might be a better decision for them because they can just at least go all out, see what he's got, versus sticking with what they know. But that could be very volatile for them as well. So I think it's potential they could make the playoffs, considering the NFC is such a weird, you know, hodgepodge of teams this year. Um, the hodgepodge of nothingness, as Dick and Dennis Eckersley would say. Hmm. I think there are teams like that, but I think it's just very weird, uh, weird uh, conference. Uh, Seahawks, trash, they're bottom, bottom team of the NFL. And Cardinals, I feel the exact same way about the Cardinals as I feel about the Chargers, where I'll believe it until I, I won't. I keep messing this up. I won't believe it until I see it with them because yeah. they're the same deal, except, you know, they'll have their winning games at the beginning of the season, all this stuff. And then as soon as they face the adversity, the wheels fall off. They got um, Hopkins out for six games with the, the PEDs. And then also how weird, how incredibly weird has this Kyler Murray situation been in every way with his Instagram, with them going back and forth with the um, incentive in his contract that he has to study for four hours a week. Like, what the fuck is going on there? Like, <laughs> I think the, the Cardinals are such a weird, weird situation. And, I don't know, vibes like that, I just feel like it doesn't play off well. I think it's going to crash and burn. Everyone's on the hot seat. Everyone's a bad game away from losing their job. I think it's just a matter of time there. Hey, you know my feelings about Steve Kime, the GM in Arizona, who ran Steve Wilkes out of town after one year and – hired Cliff Kingsbury, who was this genius who was going to lead them to success. Uh, they should clean house after this year. I agree, Brandon. I don't think they even made the playoffs, honestly. Um, I saw a projection that had them in the playoffs at 8-9, and nine, which uh, should be enough for firing as, firings anyway, um, getting the playoffs to that record. But anyway, um, let's move on to our AFC finalists. I'll start my AFC title game. Is the Chargers against the Bills? Uh, I think they'll end up being the top two seeds in the NF on the AFC anyway. And 
I'm going to go with the Chargers beating the Bills by a field goal. Uh, Dave, who are your AFC finalists? My AFC finalists are the Bills over the Raiders. Wow, the Raiders. Their first title game since, like, what, 2 I think so, yeah. Oh, it has to be. Since the Rich Gannon yeah. era. has to be. Yeah, pretty sure, yeah. They they almost made it that year. They were the number one seed, but Carp broke his leg that year. right. Think. That's right. He was an MVP finalist that year, too. Uh, Brandon, who was your AFC title game? Um, I'm trying to think of if any way with the seeding would be possible at all for it to be Bengals-Ravens. That would be a pretty cool play. They could end up facing each other in the title game. Yeah. I think that would be pretty neat. But, I mean, logically, i got to put the Bills in there somewhere just based off of what they've they've done. Okay. I mean, they choke, though. We've seen them choke a couple times now. We have. But I'm going to say, you know what, I'm going to say, I'm going to go something funky here. I'm going to say, I'm going to say Ravens over the Raiders. Ravens over oh, Raiders. Raiders. Ravens over the Bengals. No, Bengals. Bengals. Okay, I like that. I like that a lot. We have three different AFC champions. All right. Dave, your NFC title game. My NFC title game is a little bit more chalk than my <laughs> AFC. Uh, I'm taking the Rams over the Buccaneers. Wow. A rematch of the divisional round from last year. Rams over Bucks. Um, I want to go a little more off the board, but I just don't see the, as much as I like the Eagles and the Vikings to win the division, I don't see them as conference threats this year, maybe next year, or at least for the Eagles, maybe next year. Um, but I'm going to go the opposite of day. I'm going to go Bucks over Rams for the, uh, the NFC. Bryn? Yeah, I'm going to go Rams over the Bucks as well. Um, I'm trying to find any reason to pick other teams here, but Tom Brady, and clearly the best team. I think it's just a matchup that's bound to happen. <laughs> we, had, we had five teams in the AFC title game, and the three of us had two different teams in the NFC title game. Uh, all right. Brandon, we'll start with you as the guest. Super Bowl 57. You have the Rams against the Ravens. Who wins? <laughs> it's funny because I really don't think the Ravens are going to make the Super Bowl, but I'm going to ride this out, and if they do, I'll it. be on. Because I, uh, I do think they have a legit shot, though. I think the Ravens really do. They got I agree. They got a lot of guys coming back from injury. They've got um, they got all these good good things coming back their way. Um, and again, if we're talking about the the records that teams are playing, the Ravens are out here playing up there. What? They were third in the division last year, right? I think. Were they third or fourth? Uh, I don't know, but they've got third or fourth place uh, schedule that they're playing next year. Bengals are going to be a team that's got a target on their back, so I think they've got a very you know interesting case to make it. I'm uh, it's tough because teams really don't go back to back much in the NFL. Like it just doesn't happen. Um, it's happened obviously the Patriots were the last team to do it, but it's only happened a couple times outside of that. But I think that this Rams team is good enough to do so, and now I'm completely flipping script after being someone who before last season the rams were my uh i won't believe it until i see a team um and they've done it now so i believe i will believe in the rams until further notice rams are winning all right so you have the rams or the ravens and to answer your question the ravens were tied for third last year in their division they were eight and nine tied with the browns uh dave i'll i'll let you go last uh so i have the chargers and the buccaneers in the super bowl um, and I'm going to go with the Young Guns. The Young Guns did not win last year over the Rams, so the more experienced team. But I'm going to give them the edge this year. I'm going Chargers over Buccaneers. I love Justin Herbert. I love what the Chargers have put together. I think Brandon Staley has learned from his past mistakes of kind of getting in his own head and has a better feel for the game this year. So I'm going Chargers over Bucks, 30-27 to in the Super Bowl. Dave... You have the Rams against the Bills. And I'm going with the Bills over the Rams. Wow. This time. Uh, I think the Bills finally get a get a Super Bowl in Buffalo. And uh, I, I don't know. I, I go back and forth on this. I think these two are clearly the best teams in each conference. And I know the AFC is much, much better than the NFC, I think, to me. But... Uh, I certainly think that the, the best team is the Bills, and the NFC is obviously the Rams. 
Hmm. Well, that means our Super Bowl champions. I have the Bucks. I'm sorry. I have the uh, Bucks of the Rams. I have the. Uh, I wrote this wrong. Chargers. Oh, I'm sorry. I was looking at the NFC. I have the Chargers over the Bucks. Dave has the Bills over the Rams, and Brandon has the Rams over the Ravens. So two of us have AFC teams winning the Super Bowl, and Brandon has the NFC Rams winning the Super Bowl. Also our MVP picks, the realistic ones. Brandon has Joe Burrow. Dave has Josh Allen. I have Lamar Jackson. Our dark horses. Brandon has Justin Jefferson. Dave has Jamar Chase. I have Aaron Donald. So I I actually want to amend mine. Oh, I want Devontae Adams. As your dark horse or your real MVP? Yeah. Okay. Dark horse. Got it. All right. I like that, though. That's good. All right. So, uh, before we close out this episode, uh, Brandon, any uh, last thoughts before we head into the NFL season for 2022? Hey, I'm just excited. I'm uh, looking forward to another season of uh, some some crazy-ass football. <laughs> Hopefully, all the negative and awful PR stories are, you know, few and far between, even though we all know that's not happening. So, hey, all the scandals, all the, the good, the bad, let's see what happens this year. It's going to be it's gonna be interesting, to say the least. All right, before we sign off, over-under, eight-and-a-half wins for the Patriots. Dave? Uh, I think under. I think it's like seven or eight. Okay. Brandon? Over. I'm going the over, too. I'm going to go nine. I'll go nine and eight. I think they go nine and eight this year. I mean, I don't think it's Mac's fault. I, I, I think it's the fact that they decided not to name a real offensive coordinator which really dooms them in the end. Um, I like to be optimistic, though, because I think ultimately your offensive talent dictates your success. And I think nine wins for the Patriots is not outrageous. So, yeah, I think after this year, maybe they name a real offensive coordinator instead of just kind of naming one every week. Uh, But we'll see. So uh, you can follow us at CSL Podcast on Twitter. We'll probably do a lot more NFL content during the season. As the uh, season winds up and we go week by week, we'll probably do some more stuff as we think of it. We have a few episodes in the hopper that we haven't done yet that we really need to get to. Uh, A couple ones I'm really excited about as well that we uh, need to tackle. So we'll get to that. But until then, have yourselves a great weekend. We'll talk to you next week.